0: What's up, ding dongs?
1: It's time for the side talks podcast. See how I came in right after that, like I approved of it, and it just doesn't feel right. We know you
0: don't approve. Okay,
1: okay, but I feel like I have to remind everybody every time.
0: You don't have to. You just accept it. This is a movie podcast. Thing that happens.
1: Not a not a podcast about really crappy pastries that are wrapped up in plastic that you buy at the gas station. Well, even though that'd be a great podcast, actually.
0: I snowballs
1: and ding dongs.
0: Twinkies. Anyway, let's talk
1: about movies. That's Corey Kraft. I'm Rachel Morgan.
0: What's up, ding dong? You already
1: said it. You can't, You can't. <laughs> that's the rule. You can't say it more than once in the intro. You I can't, don't remember you can't. that rule. The, the rule is actually you can't even say it once, but if you're going to do it once, you definitely can't do it twice. I guess
0: I'm just a lawbreaker. Sidewalk home Sidewalk. video.
1: Sidewalk
0: home, home video.
1: Sit your ass down. So, sidewalk home video it is, and we're doing something totally different today. Okay. You know, normally it stars hollow video. That's right. Yeah. Nope. Totally different today. I showed my students the opening to a film the other day and thought this would be a great one to highlight. It's a great home video off the shelf. I remember grabbing it when I was in junior high school, and it's one of Stranger Calls. The original? The original, okay, of with
0: uh, Carol Kane. That's
1: right. Directed I've by. I've never seen this. Fred Walton. Well, it. This is the thing. It started as a, as a twenty-minute short film, about twenty-two-minute short film, right. and it evolved into a feature. And part of the reason why it became a feature is because of the success of Halloween. Yeah. It was a thought of like, oh, we could make this a feature. By the way, the twenty-two-minute opening is nothing, or the twenty-minute or so opening is nothing like the rest of the film. It really takes a, a hard turn. And at
0: minute twenty is when she, the, she's like she gets the news that the calls are coming from inside the house.
1: You just spoiled it for everybody, Spoiler even way. though the tagline spoils it. And this is what is such a bummer to me is that that's actually, I played it for my students yesterday, telling them nothing. And all of them were like, what? It really floored them. Yeah, It's a very cool little 20 minute opening all based on an urban legend. Sure. I, I recommend the first 20. I can't recommend beyond that, but I dug into it a little bit. And so there, there's some interesting stuff here. And so this is one thing you met. You might notice when you go watch this. Cause I think you should, uh-huh. uh, huh. uh, Again, the opening to this thing is just the short film. It's like they drug the short film and put it right at the beginning. I mean, it's it's redone, yeah. clearly, but it, it is really very similar to the script. And it, when you watch it, you'll say right away, that is so much the opening to Scream. So heavily influenced Kevin Williamson, and the opening to Scream is very much like it, including the sort of acceleration of the phone ringing and yeah. the, the building of that tension. Cool. And so that's really fun. But But this is also really fun. The phone number that is said in the opening, mm-hmm. which is 555-2368, you know, okay. Joel's babysitting at a house, that's the landline number at that house. That same phone number is in Close Encounters with Third Kind in 1977. Oh. Huh. Yep. It's also the same number used in Jamie Lee Curtis's house in the movie Forever Young in 1992, okay. also starring the one and only Mel Gibson, Blech. It's also a phone number used in Ghostbusters. Well. Same exact phone number. I approve. Yep. And it is also a phone number used in the Amityville Horror. Sick. I know. Same exact phone number. Wow. So there you go. If you need to come up with a fake phone number, might I suggest 555-2368.
0: Especially if you're making a horror movie, apparently. Yeah. Including oh. Forever Young, which yeah. is a horror movie well, of, of a different it's sort. It's
1: just a different different vibe so this film is remade in 2006 when a stranger calls That's remade right. in 2006 i have
0: seen this you have yep
1: directed by simon west the director of uh
0: a whole bunch of terrible con shit. con air oh uh, yeah con air not a not a movie i love con air even though you know sir nicholas cage is in it
1: yeah well i think this is another one that doesn't resemble much of the much of the original, even though it references, I think the first part, right? Yeah. And so here's my favorite thing though about the 2006 remake of When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. So buckle in for this one. Okay. To promote the film, and we talked about AOL on a podcast a couple of episodes ago. That's right. But to promote the film, AOL Instant Messenger ads ran telling people to I'm Jill o two o three o six, and if you did. There was a computer program in which Jill would respond to you, start a little bit of small talk, have a little small talk with you, Uh and then begin to complain and shriek because she was receiving calls asking her to check the children. She would then prod you to give a phone call to a particular number, which if you called that number, you would then get an advertisement for the movie. Wow. Yep.
0: That – feels dubiously ethical at best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, how I wish that we were back in 2006 to make those phone calls just for a few minutes. Wow. Yeah. And here's another interesting fact about the original. Now, let me go back to the original real quick. The 1979 A Stranger Calls. Not the original original, which would have been the short film, but the 1979 original. It is rumored, and we don't know for sure, but it is rumored that the voice that calls, the have you checked the
0: children Uh
1: voice, is Bud Court. Really? Harold. Why is that
0: only a rumor? Nobody can call up uncredited. Bud Court?
1: It's uncredited. Nobody's confirmed it.
0: Bud's not going to like- I guess not. Confirm or deny? I guess not. It. I mean, it's not like- I don't I mean,
1: know with, what to tell with you. With
0: respect to when a stranger calls, it's not like some iconic cinematic mystery. I'm just I think telling we could, we you, could if you want to reach out to Bud
1: Court and see if Bud will acknowledge that that was his voice- You
0: know, it wouldn't be one of my first questions to Bud Court, <laughs> but but yeah, maybe I'll reach out to old Brewster McCloud-
1: but it's kind of fun that that's Harold from Harold and Maude, right yeah. there on the other end of the phone. Anyway, maybe, maybe not. And then finally, I just wanted to let you know that When a Stranger Calls has a sequel made for when Showtime. When a Stranger Calls Back. When a Stranger Calls Back. Yep. Which is one of the best sequel names ever from 1993. Also directed by Fred Walton. Also starring Carol Kane. Also starring Charles Durning. That's pretty impressive.
0: Oh, Charles Durning in a Stranger Stranger Claws uh, sequel. That's cool. Well, so, I should check this out at some point.
1: Quite a bit of connectivity for this film.
0: And now, a look at what we're watching this week.
1: So guess what, Corey? What? I'm taking the lead on this one. Uh-oh. Guess what I've watched? What did you watch? Well, remember how we're talking about B&Bs? That's right. I had to take a little trip down to Dothan, Alabama last week. Okay. And we decided to make it into a road trip since it was a holiday weekend, MLK weekend. And I stayed at a B&B and I had a remote control, which I don't normally have, oh to Lord. a television, where which I don't normally going? have. I'll tell you where it's going. It's taking us right to MILF Manor, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this this oh, yes. feels <clears throat> inevitable in hindsight that you yes. would come talk about MILF Manor. Mil-
1: what else do you do when you're at a B&B and you know, you're literally a thin piece of paper away from like 10 other people? You put on MILF Manor. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about MILF Manor. Now, we all know what MILF stands for, and I did see a gentleman when I was in Gatlinburg, speaking of trips, speaking of classy trips, when I was in Gatlinburg, there was a man walking through Dollywood with a shirt on that said, DILF. He was proudly a DILF, y'all.
0: He has a high opinion of himself, <laughs> And apparently. I'm going to tell
1: you right now, while I'm not the one to weigh in on this, and I'll I'll admit it, I just don't think, I really don't think that this gentleman was a DILF. But okay, all right, dude, whatever, whatever. He's walking with his wife and kids wearing that shit, fine. Let me tell you about MILF Manor. Okay. It is, as you might guess, some older women. Sure. Uh, uh mm, I questionably attractive. I don't. I don't want to go there, really. But okay. It's it, you know, I kind of. I did have the thought of
0: their their inner beauty I, makes them milfs. Yeah,
1: I definitely had a thought of like <laughs> there is that age range is there's a lot of hot women in that age range. I'm sure. not sure that they went for. Anyway.
0: Well, they went for who they could get to be on a show yeah, called yeah, Milf Manor.
1: Yeah. Well, they're there. And they're, of course, at one of these places like all of these shows are now where there's a pool and a beach and a, there's all kinds of stuff. Drinks are pouring. They've got plenty of peanut koalas. Just <laughs> handing them out left and right. And, and here's the kicker, okay? So they bring the women out and line them up after spending about 20 minutes of finding out about them. And, of course, there's the wild one who shoots out the door. I mean, just shoots out the door and starts making, you know – Texas, Texas, Long Island iced teas or Texas somethings, I don't know, whatever, a bunch of drinks and it's feeding them, you know, to, to all the other women. And of course all the other women are like, who's this, you know, hot shot. Anyway, we've got her there and the other ones who are a little bit calmer and they line them all up and they open up, you know, we get this big, long, like dramatic, here come the back of these young men. And by the way, I'm looking at these young men and I'm thinking, these are very young men, like very, very young men.
0: Mm. Where is this I, going? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, where do you think it's going? Because I, I got to tell you, my fiance turned to me and said, it's going to be their sons. What? And I was like, there's no way. And Because then, then immediately we just see from, from the back and then we see the sort of reveal of a couple of their faces uh-huh. that are jaw dropped. And, and they're trying to lead you to think they're jaw dropped because maybe the women aren't that attractive. But there's a jaw drop kind of thing that happens. And so we cut to the commercial. And during the commercial, that's what she says to me. That's going to be their sons. It's definitely going to be their sons. Why? And, Is it? And so, well, let me just spoil it for you. When we get back from the commercial, one of them's like, "Mom, what? Yes, why? Yes, why?" So the 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 stallion stampede are all sons of the women, and of course, they're pursuing the you know the contestants on the show, and they do games like they have the women blindfolded and then the men take their shirts off and the women have to go feel their chest. And if they can tell which one is their son, they get, uh, yeah. Ah! Milf manner, everybody milf manner. And then here's the other thing. My fiance said something very enlightening. She goes, they really wanted to do this with men and daughters, but they knew they couldn't, they knew they couldn't, Ah! but that's where this stems from. I guarantee you. They were like, wish we could do some dudes somewhere in a boardroom. were like, wish we could do that, man. And they're like, we can't, but you know what? We can't do Dilf Manor, but I bet we could do Milf Manor and get away with it. And they sure as hell have. I hate it. Yep, there you go.
0: So are you gonna watch the? Oh yeah, I'm gonna absolutely.
1: I'm absolutely gonna watch the rest of the season. Are you? Well,
0: no. Um, So you heard it here first, folks. I'm sure that you'll get Milf Manor updates in a timely manner in the What We're Watching segment.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't even want to talk about what I've been watching now. It's just some dorky, like. Bullshit! In Sorry to upstage to, you with Bill Mills, man. I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk about one thing. Let's hear I'll it. I'll talk about Skinamarink. Okay, um, did you like this, it? I did.
1: We're programming it at the Cinema. I've sick, got it. It's gonna. Sick. It's, it's probably actually by the time this airs, it's probably there.
0: Well, Skinamarink is a kind of uh, viral sensation yeah. right now. Um, a deeply indie, deeply no budget,
1: yeah,
0: uh, experimental horror movie and by experimental i mean it is truly like an exercise in showing the least amount possible and still creating yeah. a, a an atmosphere of terror like the characters such as they even are in this movie are never shown Clearly, like you don't look, you don't get a look at their faces. Most of the shots in the film are from ground level, looking up at like crown molding. And yet, despite this movie being mostly shots of crown molding with the sound of classic cartoons in the background, it's pretty scary. Like, it's interesting that a movie this brazenly experimental has become any sort of audience favorite. Right, right. Like it it makes the Blair Witch project look relatively like a normal narrative in comparison.
1: Well it is kind of a normal narrative. I mean I will say that. It it yeah. Skinner Marink
0: is non-narrative, yeah. essentially. There there is no plot to this. Um it it's set in a eerily familiar nighttime suburban home And the premise essentially is one night kids wake up, they can't find their parents, and there are no doors and windows in their house anymore. Um, And it, you know, is all bad
1: vibes from there. And you like it. I do.
0: Um, I, I
1: what little number stars did you give it on your? On I'd, your I'd box? say
0: four stars out of five.
1: That's pretty darn good. It's that's pretty, pretty darn up good. good. That's pretty
0: up there. I I would say that I find it really compelling and interesting as a cinematic experiment, and okay. I'd be lying if I said that it didn't creep me out because yeah. it did, and that's a credit to some savvy sound mixing right. and editing, um, and you know a filmmaker who. You know, evokes this feeling of the uncanny and of a real like childhood nightmare mm-hmm. from some relatively benign stuff. Now, look, this is a, this is like the cilantro of experimental horror. You've either got the gene for it, right, or you don't. And if you don't, this is going to be torturous, right? But the fact that so many people are seeing this in cinemas, um, and that. You know, this $15,000 movie raked in somewhere close to $900,000 yeah. this past it's weekend. It's really impressive. It's really impressive. It's really impressive that this is connecting with people and that people are giving a movie that's this out there. Sure. A, a shot. Really so, nice. Yeah, I agree. So whatever you end up thinking about the yeah, movie, yeah. if you see it, notwithstanding, and, you know, you go 50-50 on it. I can right. see you going either way on it. But whatever you end up thinking about it, it is a cool victory for independent film right now.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that, regardless of what I end up thinking about it. But you know, I didn't—I really did not like. Let's all go to the World's Fair, and yeah. that's got a bit of that kind of an edge to it, right? And and also some success, not like this clearly, right. and clearly more narrative than than this is, but
0: quite uh, a different film.
1: Ultimately. Yeah, okay, uh-huh, uh, quite a
0: different film, but um, you know, sort of, I guess, playing in the same sort of internet subculture. Sure. Uh, Creepy pasta liminal space right, sort of thing right um, and if you have patience for that Skinamarink is is going to be a movie you 'll want to check out
1: Well, come see it at the cinema, and if you don 't like it, you can walk out and leave and consider your admission a donation
0: you just got skinnnamer motherfucker
1: oh well, maybe don 't go.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks Podcast.
1: We're your own personal cinematic Doja Cat and Noah Schnapp.
0: Oh, well. Is it Schnapp?
1: Is that how you say it?
0: I guess. He shouldn't have been... What did he do again? I can't remember.
1: He did something. Well, I'm going to tell you what he did. Doja Cat called out Noah.
0: yeah. He was like, Doja Cat wants to get with my co-star in Stranger Things on, on social media.
1: She called him out and called him a borderline snake. Wow. Which is one of my favorite quotes of the year Well I hope snake. that
0: she got together With that dude who played Eddie on season 4 Because yeah. she well, seemed to want to
1: That's some nasty behavior Going out there and, and, and Talking about these DMs About how she had a crush on, on Joseph Quinn Yeah Whatever. You can't yeah, betray you know what? Let me tell you the something. confidence of Doja I'm going to call it That absolutely is borderline snake behavior
0: I'd say it's more than borderline.
1: Yeah. It's she was being kind there actually. Yeah. Anyway, I'll be I'll be Doja Cat in this in this scenario. I you.
0: am going to reveal now who you were crushing on in the DMs.
1: Okay. Go right ahead.
0: You're gonna be shocked to hear it, everybody. <laughs> uh it is Academy Award winning actress Nicole Kidman.
1: Oh boy. How dare you, you borderline snake. <laughs>
0: uh you heard it here first, folks. Thank
1: you for listening.
0: Thanks to Boutwell Studios for putting up with their silliness tonight. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome.
1: And to quote Mariah Carey, okie dokie, Smokey. Bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.